Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Just who is Leonard Mutaro? Where did you grow up? Uh, were you taught anything about finances? Um, I don't know if you tell us your age, I'm not sure, but the Sawa, but maybe not happen to <laughs> I don't know. But just your history, just generally where you're from and all of that. Karibsa. Sandy Sun. Um how are you guys? Because alum? Yes. Um age age catches up with you. As you always I've always been the youngest guy in the room. Always. All the work I've been doing, I was like, hey, Kijana, Kijana, now suddenly I'm the old thing in the room. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm Leonard Charo. I am, I am married to one wife. Uh, I have two sons. Uh, the firstborn is uh, 21. He's been working with me for two years. Uh, the second one is 18. Um, he's still in school. He's about to finish his high school. And I, I turned 48 today as, as a member of fact. Mark Wolfe, for that, Ali. Happy birthday in advance. Happy birthday in advance. Tuta celebrate. You are selected up of Fumbua. There's something. There's something. So, how did I grow up? Um, I grew up in Shanks. Uh, I, was, I was born in Tanzania. Um, so, I came to Nairobi in 1985. So culture shock, you know now. You can imagine from the shacks of TZ to and shacks of TZ days of Nyerere. So that's, that's a different a different time, eh? uh, To Nairobi City. Kizungu uh, Eleweki, I mean it was all it was just a mess. Uh, so shortest guy in class, Kizungu Lili. Um and of course I think like most African families, Mambaya Pesa had a that, that, that's, that's, that's the kind of uh, thinking I, I grew up on. So I think understanding of financial independence for me came uh, much, much later in life. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the things I've noticed, even when we had a conversation before we go in the offices, I, I think you've, you've made quite some good decisions in your life, even as your growing up, as you're coming up maybe to adulthood and stuff. And so can you talk to us about some of those moments that you had of good decision making, healthy habits, things you said, eh, maybe stand like even then like you have a bit of those and that probably even led to um, a good decision you made eventually, which we talk about maybe a bit later. Okay. I think all, all of us um, are influenced by where we came from. Um, two men that have influenced me a lot are my father and my grandfather. Uh, very different. So my grandfather had a modest education in class four. It was good for those days, eh? back in the 40s, 30s, 30s actually. That was that was very good. So my dad, my dad uh, went through a bit more. My grandfather did leave Taita uh, Taleta. He was there throughout. My dad came to the city, he was a senior civil servant. But my grandfather remained um, uh, financially strong all the way until he died in his early 90s. He never needed anyone's help. He did not need his children, he did not need us, his grandchildren. He was, he was okay. My father and his brothers went up and then they all went down. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so that, 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 that I think for me was, um, it's something I always studied because I was very close, I'm very close to these two guys. So my grandfather passed on, my father is still alive. So I always learned from them. And um, something interesting happened when I got to college. I think that's when, that's when the journey really started. Um, Tada, it was a December afternoon, it was a, a nice sunny afternoon in October 1998. <laughs> so I was, I was, I'm a bit focal. So I was in student politics at the University of Nairobi. So we were kicking out our chairman of the department, um, making noise and uh, being very vocal. Then I come, I come to my, to my desk. So our classes were interesting, they were just open. Anybody could come in from whichever faculty you are. If you come to the Department of Architecture, you just come and sit and read. So I come to my desk and I see this very beautiful young girl. And I put on my seat at my desk. Sasa, okay. The summary is really more. <laughs> <laughs> she doing at the desk? Yeah. You know what I mean? She was studying uh, CPA. And my pickup line was, I've had of ex-dividends and come dividends. What's the difference? So, so I, I got her come dividends. <laughs> now the interesting thing is, uh, the time we met, um, our, my family was going through a very tough time. My dad was really down. At that time I was paying my own fees, I'm paying my sister's fees, um, supporting the folks, and I'm in school. So as a, as a hustler, I mean, really not see a politician, the, the, Real time, just, you know, a yeah, hard worker. And my mother, my wife's uh, father had been a fairly wealthy man, but then he died very early. So he had passed on about eight years earlier. My dad, Kofan uh, Namoin, was a civil servant, uh, he, he refused to join Golden Bank. So I got chapel to be vocal, so he was, uh, he was completely out him and his brothers and their businesses and everything, they were completely wiped out. So we met when both our families were, were really, really low. But we had all had of a glorious, we, had all, we all remembered, we both remembered a glorious past. Um, and my grandfather was still alive. So he said, okay, let's, let's not go the way our folks have gone. Let's try and go the way this Israel has gone. So then we decided deliberately to start the discussions on financial independence there. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, was, it was first, um, a state of mind, more, more than anything else. Yeah, we were very broke, but answer was not So the conversations were before you even got married? From the very beginning, from when we started our friendships, I think we, we took uh, we took a year of just friendship really before starting to date. So yeah, so that, we just started discussing these things, you know, with the local economy, how is your parents, how is this, what do you want? Yeah, yeah. So way before marriage, you know, the discussions had begun. Tips for the single people, answer conversations, maybe my pema. See two doors, or helicopter, or what do you want to Anyway, so um, we know you as the guy who is in charge of summer, but I'm sure at some point um, you, you, you have to start thinking of investment savings, like what are your thoughts on that? Where did the idea come from? Um, was it a thing for, ah, this is something you can do, there's one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Um, and even before you said you're somebody who's hustled most of your life, you paid your fees and all of that. Like, even you talk about and how it even leads to the saving and investing that you're doing very well right now in Saba. Okay, um, so 
I meet this girl, and, and, I, and I talk about her a lot because the journey is really with her throughout. Makofia, Makofia, guys. So we need to begin this discussion very, very abstract because we, are, we don't have money in our pockets. However, I need to do my two projects. So what I'm going to happen is um, I'd come and meet you. You tell me, I'm thinking of doing, I used to make architectural models because I was not a, an architect yet. So you come and design your building and you want a little dummy made of this house. So you come, we have a discussion. So I'm thinking of doing this. Then when I show you a person in the I figure out in my mind how much money you're going to pay me. You see, I've decided that. Then I decide how I receive that money. I decide how I will spend it. I decide how that spending will make me feel. You know what I mean? You may have planned for that money for, and then the next day I come to your office, tell me come tomorrow, come tomorrow, come after two weeks, then that job doesn't happen. Then I'll get very disappointed. I'll be very disappointed. So the first thing I did, I was still in college, I divorced my emotions from my money. And that is probably the most important thing you'll ever need to do with money. Can you say that again? Yeah. yeah. Divorce your emotions from your money. Yeah. Whatever your, your, your mind is has to be here, and your emotions have to be below that. You have to be in full control. And that, that, that love for it. You still sort of have to divorce it because you see your money doesn't know you. Yeah, it doesn't care about you. It doesn't. Aina has no feelings towards you. So even if you, you are feelings towards it, the the love is a bit one-sided. Yeah, that's, that's the issue. So it's something I I, I I learned. I came later to learn the psychology of it, but it is something I learned through experience. Because so I didn't like the pain. The joy of getting it was a lot. The pain of not getting it was a lot. So he said, you know what, let me, I'd rather let go of the joy, but not experience this pain. So the discussions carry on, and our lives move very fast. Um, we got a child um, in school, and Nairobi Chapel was very young. Nairobi Chapel was uh, the days when everybody knew everybody. On Mamlaka, and also Pastor Oscar was my mentor. So you can imagine how, how small the church was. Uh, and then Uko, we have gone and done this. I think we are the second couple in that in that church to get pregnant before marriage. So we just confused the entire system. Um, so we finished. I finished school. Uh, we moved to Mbakasi. We were living up at Wapanyayo. Um, some years after 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 finishing school, we started in Kino. We moved to Mbakasi. Kidogo, second born at Kafanya Rosi, second born at Kazaliwa. So we met in 98, and this is now 2003, that's five years later. And we asked ourselves, uh, wait a minute, when we met and we were having all these lofty discussions, I didn't have a job, Emily didn't have a job. Somehow we ate, somehow we drank, somehow we paid our bills. At the end of the month, no investments, no savings. Then I got a job. Um, I was a lecturer at the University of Nairobi. Um, Small job, 50, I was earning 15k, and somehow we lived. So we paid our bills, we ate, we drank at the end of the month, no investments, no savings. After all, by the time our second born was being born, she had a job, a very good job at Kenya Share. We were eating, we were drinking, we were paying our bills, at the end of the month, no investments, no savings. I 
don't, I don't know if that story sounds familiar to you guys. Yeah? And we say this is the fastest way to poverty. Because as our incomes uh, increased, so did our, so did our expenditure. So, and, and, and that is the psychology of money. Expenditure increases to meet income. So it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how much. This is owned by pilots, eh? I meet pilots who say, I say, I don't have cash. Pilots. Yeah, but you see, me that time, my problems were Pesai Kiosk, Yafidia Kiosk. These guys, Pesai Kiosk, So, we realized we are on the wrong path. Then I remembered some of the lessons that uh, Pastor Oscar taught me, and one of them he gave me an example of what he and his, his court, his elder court, had decided. They learned this from Colgate. Can we cut our standard of living? That it doesn't matter how much money I earn, this is enough. And we began to do such things. Yeah, we began to do such things. Um, and um, at that time, I had done a job for the university. I designed for them some hostels in Kikuyu campus and I got paid some money. So I moved around looking for land. So I told my wife I'm going to, no, before I even receive the money, I told my wife I'm going to look for land in the JGM apartments, Nikuyu a rich landlord, and she really laughed. Uh, she said, you have nothing. Yeah, I said, people like you should be struggling to pay rent, not to become a landlord. Wives, wives, wives. It's a shaky vision, Mbwana. Mbwana, so I remember my, my brother had come to visit, he had come to see my young son. So he told him to go to the Mashamba. That son, Sukimao, had nothing, it was just a bush. So we passed. I went to Kitengela. Kitengela, I remember an eighth of an acre was 250 Gs. I said, hey, that's, that's a lot of money, but eighth of an acre, 250K. Ah, no. We went to a river. Told me, I think there's a university somewhere. Let's go. I've never been there. So we had to turn in, those are before Goda Goda days, eh? Just before we turn into a river campus from Mombasa Road, I see guys waiting for a lift. So that is the only way to get from the main road to the university. So we go the man lift, we go that side. No, those guys will spend more time under it than inside it. It was K414P. I gave guys a lift. Then I asked them, Apa kuna mabroka wa mashamba? And they told me, no, Apa kuna broka. There's only one lady who owns all the land. Her name is Mrs. Mulani. There's a pastor called Zabo. So Zabo's man. So I go and we meet Mrs. Mulani, and Mrs. Mulani agrees to sell me land. But the amazing thing she does, first she asks me, wait, wait, she's a little chocolate. No, Zabo is a funny guy, he just gets it from me. He just inherited that uh, sense of humor. Oh, la pesa, eh? And they are going to attack. So, and they say, what happens? And then the Kuzia Shamba, I will give you a discount. I'll send you an acre for a million. So they don't need an acre and they don't have a million. So, then said, yeah, you know, I have a box. This land was 1,300 acres. I have boxes and boxes of title deeds. Even one acre says a cutter. Sawa? Because I'm a good Christian, I've sold to other people at that amount, I will not do so. So what are you going to do? Yeah, now, Mama, that job in the, the, the hostels are done, eh? they had paid. They had given me uh, 360,000 shillings. 
Nikamwambia sasa niko nayo. Kanaambia takwii kama kuvalisha mshana pete. Weka hiyo kunayo. And then the rest is give up the pool, give up the pool. Nikamwambia hey na contract ambayo sio hebu kaandike. Na lawyer wewe ndo katafute. Sasa nikasema this woman is a woman. By the way disappear. I went away for two months. I said, now, no, that was paid for one G's. After two months, 60, 40 G's had disappeared. You know, we had our salary, and also, so like, by the way, money. It only pays attention, so we went back. And then, when I came back, I said, you know, I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. So, now that you know what I did? I took the, the, the car, the, the, the officer gave me a contract for the car. I bought the car for my boss, so they had written a cassette agreement for the car. So I took the, the contract for the car, my dear number plate, with the LR number, Jamba, my name. But then she took that thing, and she took my money. I went with my wife and my two children. And Zabu was there and his wife and he said, hey mama, how can you, this, this lady gave me 36 months to pay for the lunch. Three years to pay, to pay the balance. Yes. Okay. So they had no interest. So Zabu asked, hey mama, how can you give this lady? People are giving 90 days, three months. Why are you giving three years? Where are you going to shut up with the door? So you just keep quiet. I called you here to eat lunch and to sign. So you lunch in the pula, sasa, sasa sign. So the, when I tell you the story, I, told, I take too long talking about it because it, 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 changed, it changed my life. Yeah? So we signed and I begin to pay. This time we had gone on strike at the university, my salon was no longer 15k, it was now 27k. And I need to pay that money faithfully. Now the reason I went with my wife and children is for this woman know, to know that one day I might get stuck. Because So she told me, young man, you know I'm a rich woman. Uh, she's very, very free. Me have money, I don't need your money. The day you feel you are stuck, you call me. You call me by 25th, 26th, 27th, Mama, These children must not sleep hungry because you're trying to pay me. So it's like, wow, this is this is God's solution. Um, so many months later, Zabo asked me, hey boss, you're so organized, you have an account dedicated to this payment because I can get a check number, yeah? Uh, check number 31, check number 32, check number 33, check number... Hey, no, no, this is not an account I've set aside. This is my whole salary that comes towards this. So what we have done with my wife, we decided, because in, in our discussions about investments, she had a salary, I had a salary. We decided we live on one salary. And my salary, I use it for investments so that we can create a third salary. So for us, that was a, that was a, you could lose. You have two salaries, you're living off one, and you're trying to create a third one. So we could have money, and I invest my own. And that, that was a double-edged sword for me. One, uh, very arrogant. I'm going to keep two jobs, and you are two kids. So I needed, I needed that keyboard to, Tone down. So if I know that you uh, are to the Korofishana and tomorrow I have to ask for basketball. <laughs> 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 so I have to be nice. 
Yeah, I have to be nice. Um, but it was also so important for me that I invest my money. Because I looked at old people because they have nothing. So I said, me, I can't chase my wife away. But I don't be in a place where she's asking me, where do you need to go now? So I decided, you know what, for the future, I'll put my money, and for pride, we will eat hers, then I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that, that, that's, that's how we started. Um, and I'll tell you, the first seven years, the first seven years were pure hell. Um, because you're, you're trying, first of all, I have my responsibilities to my family. Um, the kid, my siblings need fees. Um, I have my own children to raise. I have a wife. I have uh, a reputation to maintain. Uh, peer pressure. I have all this. But all the money was going to this one place. So every time the salary came up, we just found a place for it. So we shall come to the Kidogo, so we can put an extra 15k, we can get in the circle. We can go to no, 20k, we can go to 20k in the circle. Yeah, wife salary goes up, she puts it in the circle. Yeah, we were at a place where we, we almost could breathe. We lived in Embakazi for two years and we went up to Embakazi village. I remember we went there once. Just one evening, Kula Kanyama and Nina. So it was, uh, but it was, it was hard the first, maybe three years was really hard. After that, it was well. That became, um, it became our lifestyle. It became something that we actually enjoyed because there's nothing nice as seeing your money uh, grow. So after about 24 months, uh, we realized, by, after about 20 months, I had saved uh, 400 Gs. So I could go to the university circle and borrow. I went and borrowed a million. I remember that they, they wrote me a check, one comma zero 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 comma zero 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 comma no full stop zero zero a whole a whole million. Excuse me. Now they can get a check for a million. Just be nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. I got a whole million. But we want to build hostels. And this, this money was not enough. So wife had said also, we went to our friends, to my cousin and her husband, and you know, we, we, we became creative. Me, I'm a, I'm a half full, glass half full kind of person. So we, Tukakuja, Tukakaweka, Tukajenga. Yeah, yeah. Tukajenga, Tukakosana. Now my, 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 my cousin and her husband. Why? Since we were seeing retirement, these guys, they used money, so they wanted something that was quicker. Yeah, so nothing wrong with them. We are still very good friends. However, our investment language was not uh, was not the same. But as we moved, by that time we had this thing called collateral. This is what we didn't have at the beginning. At eh? uh, the beginning, we had uh, Mrs. Mulani. Now we had collateral. We made sure my wife quits her job from Kenya Shell to go and work in a bank because we didn't want to borrow at 15, 16 percent. We wanted to borrow at 4%. So we engineered, people, <laughs> and then now we borrowed some money and built and built and built and built our hostels. Um, this whole story is 14 years. Yeah, yeah, from the time we, we started saving until the time we finished paying all the loans for the hostels was 14 years. Um, 
but it sort of just went by almost as quickly as I've told you the story. Why? Because it was fun. Yeah, the first three years you suffer psychologically. After that, this is who I am. And then that becomes now uh, your life. And we're able to just do that. Now, by the time we were finishing um, paying for these hostels, I'm now about 40. Um, 40, yeah, for, no, 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 I was a bit older, about 40, 40, 41, 42. Uh, my wife is coming closely at 18. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, and at, at that age of 40, you're beginning to ask serious questions of life, why am I here? Now, this time, we're earning more from rent than from our salaries. Yeah, so our dream of uh, the three incomes had been, had been met. Um, and so I began to ask questions, what do I want? So by that time I'm running a fairly successful architectural company. I'd even quit my job at the university. I'm now running an architectural company. We did Boma Hotel, Mona Boma Hotel. That was my first major project. Um, then my last major project as a consultant was uh, the first community bank building, Nia Yaya. The building that sort of comes at the top, eh? Yeah, yeah. 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 I what am I doing? I'm more, I'm more broke than the plumber. Yeah, I'm doing all this work, it's not, it's not working. Um, but because I had rent, and I knew this rent was sufficient to meet, to pay my rent, well, I've always been a believer in paying rent, by the way, not owning a home. That's a bit of an off-tangent uh, off thinking. Um, it's enough to pay my rent, pay my children's school fees. So even if my wife lost her job, we can survive on this rent. Remember, we are always lived on one salary. Then I quit. I stopped. I quit my company. I went now to look for something different. Um, yeah, and, and so some some happened. Yeah. So why um, the the houses the houses you you're making these were the ones that you got the deal but still like a lecture at university. And so how did how did you then get to to decide Sasa this is the line I'm going to this is what I'm going to do. Savo is what we're going to do now. Because now you, you both have enough money in the bank, the kids are going to good schools, um, I know you need church like you should have if you don't mind after all this I will do a buyer. And then how? How do you get to decide, okay, I think I can make it doing something in this area? How did that happen before you get to the debt? So, um, <laughs> to go to Asia, we used to go to life in Chapel. And uh, the pastor of life in Chapel was Pastor Minor. Uh, he's now some bishop book in New Zealand. Yeah? So he started, I think he wanted to homeschool his kids. So I can see so that he can homeschool his children and get others. So in Kapeleka, that time I knew there was a school called Logos. Yeah, when Logos was starting, we were in chapel. Yeah. Like one day, one day, Kapeleka to the Logos, but not, not yet. <laughs> so when I spoke to the Papa, and they were going to get my three, to get a feather. Kapeleka, to the Papa, Pastor Steve, that was, that was Shule. So life got better, we took them to, to Logos. And then after some years of Atoka, Wali, Wali, so many people too. 
Asoma kishule. Tunaweza kusamia vitu. Kuliaza hii kena logos, alafu mtaroga yetu kabina ndende mtuturi. Nikubalia huko. Pakovu bwana. Yeah. And Kenya has no history of, uh, of Germany. 
But at least it's one of passion in the world. And I have strong arms and this one. I mean, the became world champion. So what is that? And I think all of us have that thing. You have your passion, you have your innate your, your abilities. Um, but then you also have to understand the economics of whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. How do you get paid? How does that thing make financial sense? Yeah, because they say um, if you're good at it, you get paid for it, but you don't love it. That's a job. And it can give you money, but it can give you stress. Isn't it? Or you can be passionate about it, and you're very good at it, but you don't get paid for it. That one they call a hobby. Yeah, so don't go into hobbies for financial things. And then there are others who say you get paid for it, you're passionate about it, but you're not good at it. That one is called an illusion. Yeah? You, you'll never get it if you're not good at it. Yeah, that's just a, <laughs> that's just a fact. Yeah. yeah. So I think just then understanding this is the area. Um, and when we came to Savo, we didn't know what it is we wanted. So we just kept searching and kept searching. Um, we tried eight different business models, which all failed. Yeah? So for me in life, uh, failure is a very close friend. I work with failure very, very closely. I don't have to fear it. I work with fear very closely. No, you've not been given the spirit of fear. But I, I, I don't I don't like it at Kumbaya so that I'm afraid and I do it anyway. Because I've grown older, I'm looking for another friend called Rebuke. Uh, but now it's getting a little harder. People praise you too much when you get older. But it's nice to surround yourself with people who will tell you no, no, no. Yeah, so we tried, we failed, we tried, we failed, we tried, we failed, but with every failure, we learned. Then one day somebody came, I don't know if it's one day or just, you know, you know history, you're able to sanitize it, right? So, but over time, people say, you have these hostels that you keep saying they have given you financial independence. Why don't you start a business that allows other people to enjoy that benefit? Oh, yeah, yeah, and some and some was born. Yeah, yeah. Off your servant of that, guys. My closing, yeah? Um, Thoughts on debt, because uh, every speaker that has come will ask them what are your thoughts, some don't mind it, some are like no, because I don't my family. So what are your thoughts on debt? And then to add on to that, how can there be financial free today, 2022? Inflation, the elections, there's no business, there's a closing, I'm sure. Just try the two for us a closing. When my father-in-law passed away in 1990, he had loans, so he was a rich man doing big business. And then this black swan comes. There's a guy called Nasib Taleb, uh, Nicholas Nasib Taleb. And he writes a book called uh, The Black Swan. It's an important book. Um, but now you will have read it, I read quite a bit. Yeah, so it's a, it's a shortcut to life. So The Black Swan is this unforeseen event that has huge consequences. So the man is doing well, he has big loans, but has big business, and he, he's thriving. He has 19 children, but he can handle it, and then he dies. No, no. Now people understood the power of debt. My father is a single civil servant, and he has very many businesses on the side, and he has big loans, and he's doing this, this, this and then he gets fired. Yeah, so he went through 
15 years of complete leanness. I mean, as guys were doing well, most kids used to come home, come to parties, girls used to come to our shacks, you know. But it went to a place where, I mean, I'm Shako, we eat Ujin honey, just because both of those can be found in the shamba. There's no money for sugar. Yeah? Namadini, on his shoulders. So he had to wait for us, for, he had to wait for me to grow up, and for my Kikui wife to get, uh, I'm saying that deliberately, for my Kikui wife to get a job in the bank, and for him to transfer his title deed to his Kikui daughter-in-law. I don't know, are you seeing why, why I'm mentioning that name? Eh? For her to be able to pay his loans. So, but nowadays we don't touch. I think understanding, synthesizing what these things have done to our families, we, we stay away from them. Why is debt dangerous? Debt is dangerous. Number one, it gives you a false sense of confidence. Your ability is here, your ability is at 300,000 shillings. But then you can get a debt of two million, then you start doing two million things before you have mastered how to do 300,000 things. So that, that's the biggest danger. If you're able to master it, maybe other people can. Um, I can't. Like some of you don't borrow at all. We are, we are a fairly big organization, but we don't borrow. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, of course, these black swans will always come. You don't know what tomorrow comes. And uh, James Mwangi will get paid. Whatever happens to your business, yeah, the banks will get paid anyway. Yeah, so that's that's another that's another big one. Um, the third one is interest, obviously. Um, it is said that Albert Albert Einstein said nobody knows who said it, but of course just tell them that Albert Einstein said <laughs> it will sound incredible. <laughs> so it is said that he said that. Uh, Compound interest is the eighth one of the world. Those who don't understand it, pay it. Those who understand it, earn it. Yeah. Now, compound interest, I, I have studied it uh, deeply. The beauty of it, it's a very simple thing. In fact, if you guys can just go and uh, download the parable of the pipeline. Just that, whether on YouTube or on Google, the parable of the pipeline just to understand the power of compound interest. So that interest can really, really hurt you. Especially now, things have become very creative. Remember, those who understand it, and it, eh? they have come up with this, is it the same easy, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I said 1% per day, you understand? I've got a thousand shillings, it's only 1% per day, it's only 10 bob per day. But remember on day two, you're not paying interest on a thousand, you're paying interest on a thousand and ten. So, after 365 days, if you're not paid that long, I don't know if anyone can guess how much you'll have to pay at the end of one year. If you've borrowed a thousand shillings and you're paying one percent a day. Come again? Anyone? 37,000 and a penny. That is how much you pay. On one thousand, it goes up thirty-seven times in one year. 
Yeah, so that's that's just the power of community. Yeah, so that, that's why that's why I feel it. Yeah, yeah. And so for somebody who's wondering, how can I be financially free today? What are some of the I know I've, I've listened to some like a lot of the stuff on YouTube on the server page and say quite a bit. So can you give us just a few of the yeah of how to be financially free today, day to day? Yeah. So one, live on less than one. That's okay, you can get away. It sounds simplistic, it sounds silly. That's that, that's the thing, the all profound truths uh sound silly. At, uh, even 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 the gospel of Christ. It sounds childish because of the simplicity. So live on less than one. That is that is rule number one. Yeah. Number two, change your horizon. Forget the two-year, three-year, five-year uh, timelines. They frustrate you. Give yourself 15 years, then you're able to think clearer. Then when the bumps come in the first five years, because they will, they will come in the first five years. Normally when you have a dream, you draw a graph, this is where I am, this is where I'm going. And that line is straight, isn't it? But I quite go in a quarter to very many ups and downs. But if you give yourself 15 years, and I think, I think all of us can afford uh, 15 years, yeah? And the place you need to focus on is the 65-year-old you. That's, that's the most important person. Because in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, you can survive. You can find your way up on a pallet. But what, what happens at 65? Yeah. Now, for the men, maybe, maybe a little on, on the men, and then I'll, then I'll come back to your question. Um, in our 20s, I think life is very difficult because we are broke, the girls don't want to listen to us, to a machine can be In our 30s, we are jogos. Yeah? In men in our 30s, complete jogos. You can now make money faster, me and home, you are the king. You know, the ladies take longer, but they are very consistent. Yeah. In the 40s, Life begins to, to change. I'm, I'm, I'm now ending my 40s, um, and I've seen, I've just seen. So the women, by this time, are mostly earning more than the men. Yes. One of the things I'm grateful about is that my wife earned more than me from the very beginning. So I didn't have time for... <laughs> she always earned more. We spent her money, So in the 40s, things change. And then, of course, in the 40s, you are now a big man with a big job, with a big car. On the, Pastor Oscar had given a, a, a sermon on seasons many years back. Uh, so that's a very important, a very, very, very important sermon. So when that happens, and the mama is now an Akupita, an uh, she's been going to the gym, the men have been going to school, you know. It becomes very difficult. Now, woe unto you if that continues until you're in your 60s. In your 30s, you are number one, the wife is number two, the children are number three. In your 40s, the wife will be number one, you are number two, the kids are number three. When you're in 60s and you're broke, the children are number one because they're the ones who are bringing home the money. And when they bring home the money, they do not bring it to you, they take it to the wife. That is just a fact of life. Yeah. The in Kenya, But then, then frustrations come in and death happens. If you just, just study 
a lot of bombers here in this Kenya. Mama Yuko, Mzea Nyaga. And for me, it is the stress that we carry from our 40s. 40s, 50s, 60s, your body can't take it. So, so have a longer term, uh, whatever, and put your money in something that you understand. Yeah. Get rich quick doesn't work. Yeah, I've tried it before, it just doesn't work. If you're good at your job, do it and do it well and get better at it. If you want to do business, try it, but try it, start small. I think I always believe in the power of starting small because the failure rate of business is extremely high. The beauty is um, your children, a child can fall. But God, God is intelligent. He made them small. Because like you are you don't have muscles. So even if they fall, a whole human being has fallen, but really the distance is very small. Yeah. So failure in business is important. So do it, do it early. Do it early and do it small. Then you fail. But you are doing your first deal with borrowed money, a lot of it. And you've had big meetings, big, big hotels. If that fails, bouncing back becomes uh, becomes uh, becomes becomes very difficult. But when you start small, then then at least you learn how to fall and get up. Because we always we always go down and up. So your business business requires that. Yeah. And and if you are married, my view, um, I talk a lot. Did you mention I was I was a lecturer at the university? I'm a student teacher, so it's only. And then I'm short, so and I, and I love the attention. So, <laughs> don't give me this idea. But to the Jews, to the Jews, Jews are also other people who live in a long time. To the Jews, they say business, the most important part of anatomy is the dome. That's, that's the, yeah, so, the dome in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. So, let me give you a story. One day, when I was doing the hostess, I've done the hostess in my Malaysia, I'm doing my business, then a lady calls me. They own tents. They were very big during Kibaki's days. Party world or something. Huge events, people. Eh? So I go to her office in Bakarans. And I'm talking to her, and she wants to be in hostels. And I'm talking to her about me and my partners. My partners who I was uh, running the hostels with. And my partners in business. Me and my partners. And me and my partners. So the husband just came. He's very frustrated. He's a young man, I don't know who you are. And I don't know what you're doing here with my wife. But I'll tell you, the only partner you can have is your wife. Then you return. Like, what's wrong with this guy? This guy that I know, my partners. <laughs> yeah, to cut a long story short, uh, five, six, seven years later, all my partnerships uh, broke. And it is only that girl I met seated at my desk who remains my partner at home. So if you're married, that's a powerful partnership. Why? If your partner is out there, you bring in, you create the pie together, right? And then at the end of the year, then the month you share it. At home, and then here you bring it together. So there's some some compounding that happens. That side you divide it, here you sort of bring it together. And then if you do that, you are forced to align your marriage to your business practices. To your, you, are forced, you are forced to align. So as guys, it forced us to align our marriage, align our philosophy, our line, our raising our children. Because we want our children to come and run the business. So now we have to bring them there. 
Let me go to a place where now we are forced to align our Christianity to our business. Uh, my pastor, Pastor Muridi, but then we said, you know, we also have a church about this side. It's just that our space is about. He ordered extra. Sit me just a church. We are like 20, 30. Yeah. A church in the job. Yeah. yeah, so Pastor Muredi asked me, what are you doing for the for the church of Jesus Christ? I told him, Chief, I'm living as a Christian. I'm running my business uh, in a Christian fashion based on Christian principles. So yeah. But when Islam was in the hill there are buildings in South Sea, they put mosques. Now Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.